0: Hi, welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. Show and Tell is a show where we like to bring on someone in the RPG space and talk about something cool they're working on. I'm Mo, and today we're talking to RP, designer of Stoneburner and Hopes and Dreams.
1: Uh, Yeah, so my name is RP, or René Pierre. I uh, publish games online as Fari RPGs, and, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly, like, an independent tabletop publisher based in Quebec, Canada, and mostly, like, focused on, like, the way I describe it is, like, action-packed, accessible, fiction-driven TTRPG experiences. That's, that's basically my pitch. The kind of games that I make are always about, like, okay, how can we create drama? How can it be action-based? Like, how can we focus as much as we can on the narrative? And how can we build mechanics that, like, kind of, like, all revolve around all those themes. So that's, that's kind of like my, my elevator pitch. I'm a fan of like action pad games. I'm a fan of like, um, like also SRDs in general. So I'm, I, I love making things that other people can act. So I often open license my work. And also during the day, I'm a s- software engineer. So I'm also a fan of like development in general. And I like design a bunch of software for the TTRPG community.
0: Nice. Uh, sounds like you're a good person to know. We should talk later.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: always, um, always willing to talk. <laughs> um, talk to what's 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 the pitch for um, uh, your your the game you just kickstarted?
1: Yeah, so um, a bit earlier this year, we uh, I I kickstarted a game called Stoneburner and stoneburner is oh, let let me get let me get the actual sentence that i used right, uh, right, right. it's a solo friendly ttrpg of demon hunting and community building in a dwarven asteroid mine so basically the pitch is if you take doom and mix it with like um, dwarf fortress and like you put it in space, like the expense, that's basically the kind of game that you that you get. So it's a in this game, every player plays a dwarf. And the game starts by all the players receiving a letter from a dead relative who has bequitted you the leadership of a dwarven house, as well as um like the keys to a dwarven mine that's on an asteroid belt, but like Bad luck, the Astrid Belt mines are actually haunted by fire-spitting demons from the underworld. So but like dwarves being dwarves, I mean they're between a rock and a hard place, but they're still gonna like make do. They're gonna like it's a home. It can be a home. There's potential where 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 there some people may see darkness and danger and they see they see a future community. So the goal of the players are is basically to take back the mines, explore them. Gather, like, salvage what can be salvaged and get some minerals out of there, get credits as a result, and use those credits to rebuild the community. And there are, like, mechanics for all of that, like exploring dungeons as well as, like, getting those credits and investing those credits in actual buildings. There's a, like, uh, building uh, mechanic where you can add new buildings to your settlement, where, like, each uh, building gives new abilities to the group. So it can be played. either by yourself as a solo experience or you can play as a group. And uh, it is actually a partnership between me and uh, the artist and game designer, Galen Pijot. He's based in the uh, United States. He's uh, like a dear friend, a fantastic illustrator, and he's responsible for basically the entire art direction of uh, that game while I was mostly focused on everything that was related to like the text and the mechanics and layout.
0: Nice. I really want to talk more about... Uh, how all of that works. But how did you get into the game design?
1: Uh well in, initially like I was like I first started interacting with the community as a software developer. So when I got into games in general was when I discovered the Fate RPG system and I was mm. I became like a huge fan of how it was like very focused on, on on the fiction and the way that aspects were always tied back to mechanics and things like that. I, I like a huge fate fan. And I wanted to play Fate online with my friends, and there was no virtual tabletop online that I could, um, like, that I liked, basically. So I was like, well, I'm a software engineer, so I might as well code my own. So I developed something, published it online, went on Reddit and sent it to folks like, hey, I'm using this to play Fate with my friends. If you like it, take it. It's free, right? It's free, it's open licensed, just, just have fun. And if you have feedback, send it my way. And like what started as like two, three people using it is now like more than 5,000 people using it monthly. And now, like this app usually like at the start only was developed for fate and now it supports any TTRPG system you can dream of. You, like the character sheets are flexible, and then you can create scenes, import your characters, all play online, roll dice, chat, whatever you you want. So it's like, it started from there, and then eventually, I was like, "Hey, maybe I can like." Uh, I started reading about Fate toolkits and how to uh, customize Fate, and from that, I was like, "Hey, this is cool. Maybe I can also act other games myself." So I started acting things with Blades in the Dark, and then eventually got into game design from there.
0: That is a very long um, path to game design. <laughs> 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 yep, he's yeah he's like didn't. so i want to play but i couldn't play so i built a vtt <laughs> 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 that is awesome um so um back to stoneburner what are some of the experiences and feelings people are going to get from playing stoneburner
1: um i think there's like it, it's kind of like two conflicting aspects that are always like fighting each other but it i think it's also what like gives like such a cool vibe to the game i think that like someone described it as like uh cozy or or something like that whereas like there is like very very um harsh things like everything out there is out there to kill you, right? Space is against you. The demons are against you. There are human corpse who, like, probably want to steal the mine from you and get the the minerals that are are there. So, like, life is harsh, but also, like, there's this whole aspect of, like, yeah, but, like, we're we're going to make it. We're going to rebuild our settlement and like all this aspect of like interacting with the community, rebuilding things together, all the camaraderie with the, with the players and the people that like I interact with them. So like, those are basically the themes that you'd you get from this in terms of like um, com- the teams coming from the fiction itself. Right.
0: How, how does, how does community and building community work as a mechanic in the game?
1: So there, um, there's a couple of uh, aspects. The first first is like um, how you rebuild like the community itself. So how you uh, get like credits and then you use those credits to like add new buildings to the settlement. So inside the game, the game basically guides you into not only like the buildings are not just like a mechanic thing. It's not just now you have a building, you have an ability, now go back in the mine. Right. Like there, there's actually like a couple of like, paths in the in the game that says well actually just spend a bit of time like ask questions about like who is like managing that building you have a you know, have a house or you have a new mm-hmm. cemetery or you have a forge who's responsible for that who works there and like how do people react to this and like how about other dwarven houses? How do they feel like? Uh, is your your leadership leadership affecting their life? Are they happy about that? So basically, every time you interact with the community aspect, the game prompts you with with questions as to like fill details as to what what surrounds your your um, the changes that you're making to the community. So that that this is basically how like the 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 fiction ties with the mechanic at that point.
0: Nice and. This is just uh, something you narratively generate, or is there dice rolling during this part of the phase of the game?
1: In in that in that uh, particular aspect, it would be uh, only uh, narrative. It's like the the gotcha. players decide together. Though there are like tables, like rolling tables, all across that game. The game is splattered with tables that you can use to generate NPCs and generate right. demons and like locations and whatnot.
0: Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, and does managing your community well have uh like a mechanical impact on then going back into the mines uh well it it
1: it depends not not per se like uh there are you don't have like a a community grade that like increases or decreases or something like that right but like uh one thing that you can do is that like the game is equipped with like a a positioning system so every time you're making like some sort of check or whatever the 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 group looks at like the fiction and what has been established so far as being true in the fiction and use it to establish how impactful your action may be because of that so for example you spend some time talking with an npc and that npc gives you like uh, like an item for whatever reason, and you use that item in the mind. Well, because you're using that item, maybe you're gonna get a better position. we trying to do something, maybe you're gonna get a dire, a, sorry, a dire position because, right. like, that item isn't like the right tool for the
0: job. Gotcha. See, I was, I was wondering if, like, maybe, um, community was like an interesting hack of like blades in the dark, the way they build, the, the way they take over areas um because you said you you were playing some blades so i was like is is that what he's doing um
1: <laughs> not this aspect but the, the positioning system is definitely inspired by what by what john Arbor has done in uh, blades in the dark right like where you check your position and right. then you check your impact and while well, your risk and effect something like right. that but but yeah no the community aspect is not like that it's less about taking turf and more about like well like just you have this it won't grow, but you can make it
0: nice. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, how do what 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 choices do I have if I'm a a, a player building a character? Um, do what like kind of what are my choices?
1: Right. Um, so the the games uh, the game starts by by basically this like guiding you towards creating your character. So like the um it will, you will roll a couple of dice here and there to randomly determine for example like the amount of health that you start with it's called resilience that game like uh there are tables for generating your name uh like which is one of my favorite part in the game like rolling a couple of dice and you have like a super cool badass dwarven name like right, right. <laughs> um but uh, apart from that the gum- the game comes with uh kits so those mm. are basically the classes of the game and uh by default, we were supposed to have five of them. So we had, like, I may forget a couple, but we have like the the stanchion, which is like a paladin kind of like class. We have uh, the Sounder, which is kind of like your classic sniper, long-range uh, rifle. We have the Striker, which is like a military uh, kind of guy. Uh, we uh, have the spellwinder who is like our wizard who can conjure items mm-hmm. from rocks. We have the sinker, which is, like, your engineer. And then um, we that, that was the initial plan, right? Like, we didn't have any stretch goals for the campaign, and just, like, we went live, and, like, this is our game. We hope you like it. And right. people liked it so much that, like, the campaign totally blew out of proportion, and people were asking about stretch goals. So we're like, well, might as well reach out to a couple of friends. So, yeah. Right. Um, we reached out to Andrew Boyd of Pandian Games, Alan Barr of Gallant Night Games, Spencer Campbell of Gila RPGs, Navian Sean Drake from a couple of Drakes, and Mate- Mateo Suterri, uh from Pum- Pumpkin... Uh, doing some Tiny Pumpkin Games. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Talked with all of them, and we were like, do you want to build a new kit for the game? Uh, do you want to build new sectors, which were basically like the dungeon generated right. generation tools? And they, they all said yes. So now wow. we, we we got to add like uh, four, four or five new kits. So we have like a, the Sion, which is like a, a younger dwarf who can imitate the other dwarves in the party. We yeah. have the Stalwart, who's like a healer kind of... Pat- a paragon kind of uh kind of class um we have i'm forgetting the other names because not they're not all. in the final book but we have like a robot dwarf that's right. coming uh some sort of like cult shadow assassin raven dwarf that's coming. and like and this one this may be an exclusive for the podcast because i haven't said it to like uh anybody yet but mateo's cooked uh a kit that is uh that's the only kid that's not Dwarven base and it's a demon. You can play oh, as a demon. So
0: there we go. So <clears throat> it sounds like uh you when you when you pick up this game, it's clear that you're gonna go and you're gonna fight demons, and that's what you're gonna do. Like, you know, it doesn't sound like you have a talky character. It doesn't sound like you have someone who dances for a (laughs) distraction.
1: No. All the illustrations are like, those people have guns and turrets. Right, 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 (laughs) right.
0: Nice. Um, How do you... So you're using position and something like position and effect uh, from Blades in the Dark. Um, How are you how are you managing the combats in the game um is it uh one of the weird things about uh blades in the dark to me was that um you know when you roll to fight you weren't rolling to hit you were rolling to see how the fight resolved and right. that struck me as profound and and different because i grew up playing dnd and champions where you roll a hit you resolve damage you 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 um subtract defense you edit your stun in your body and then they roll a hit and you yeah. do it all over again so how are you kind of are you abstracting fights or um is your game more a simulationist where uh you're rolling for each hit
1: Uh, definitely the latter. So, we I I wasn't sure, I knew this game would have combat, but I wanted to make it quick, I wanted it to hurt hard, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to waste time. Like, so the way that it works is that you everything in the game is based around the concept that when you want to do something, you roll a die between a d4 and a d12. On a Mm -hmm. one, two. It's kind of like a miss, right? Three, four success at a cost, and then like five plus. It's like great success. So every single subsystem in the game revolves around this basic format. So everything is like, oh, how does the looting work, the looting mechanic? It's based on that, right? Right. Like there's a loot die, and you use it, and like depending on your result, this is like what's going to happen. The twist is that every time you use a die, it steps down. So if you're using a D10 strength skill check to try to like attack a monster attack a demon you've used it congratulations you've done damage now that d10 is now a d8 and you use it again it's a d6 until it reaches a d4 and then stays there so what is
0: that supposed to um what, what is what what feeling or what what sense does that give you in the game
1: it's like well the goal is that over time your character becomes more exhausted or more quote-unquote breathless because this is based on the breathless game breathless Mm -hmm. SRD that I uh, launched like a a winter of last year and like (laughs) it was like a little pamphlet game that I released, Zombie Survival Horror game, and the community liked it so much that now there are more than 250 breathless games out there, more than half of them being in Japanese, which is like completely crazy wow um, that's awesome yeah it's very cool very, like it, it was totally like again totally surprised it totally surprised me but Stoneburner is based on this engine but an evolution of it more complex more mechanics mm-hmm. and comeback works a bit like that you take an item or you take one of your skill you roll its die and it's going to tell you if you do one two or three hits that's it there's no like it, you won't do like eight damage. It's always one, two, or three, and you're right. always going to it. So every turn, something happens, whether it's that's the it. enemy, whether it's you, the combat always moves forward. There is no downtime. So that's why I meant by like combat is quick and it, it hurts very, very bad. And combat can be deadly, which is why like there are many places in the game where I, I wrote, if you want to go into combat, make sure you have the upper end or otherwise mm-hmm. it's going to go very bad for you because you don't have a ton of resilience, you don't have a lot of health. Right. So a three hit on your six elf is going to hurt a lot. Right. So be sure that like your enemies have a lower end and you have a hopper end, that you have a good position and they have a bad one before you start the fight. Or otherwise, you may want to skip the fight and entirely and try to do something else. Try so to be what- clever.
0: What other actions do you have to resolve problems if people re- decide not to fight?
1: Well, uh, b- before if you don't want to fight, you could use like the the core mechanic of the system, which is called a check, or like call it a test, call it a, like a skill check, whatever. It is it is the. Um, like if, for example, like there's a demon, right, that is blocking your way, and you want to go deeper into the mine because you you think there's an ore vein, right, mm-hmm. that you 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 might be able to extract some minerals out of. Well, in that case, you could fight the demon, but you could also lure them somewhere else, or you could try to like um, draw a trap, like a runic trap on the floor, and try mm-hmm. to get them to get there, right? So instead of like fighting head first, even though you do have shotguns and shields and all of that. Well, like uh, some of it is kind of like for the the look and the appearance, but like it made you're also fighting demons and those beasts are like dangerous, so might as well fight smart. Right. So um so that's kind of like the 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 idea is that if you're going to a fight, make sure you have a good position.
0: Hmm. Interesting and very cool. Um you built a VTT for for Fate. <laughs> yeah what kind of uh media uh like live plays or um where where can people go to kind of get support if they want to learn more about um stone burner in particular and uh other breathless games and like Um, not your not your website but like where can people go see like ap's and stuff
1: oh ap's that's a good question so um well I try to every time there's an AP of anything that I've done, like most of my games, I always make a like a mini website for my games. And when there's an AP, I try to like list it in a section on the website. So, so on stoneburner.fieryrpgs.com, there's a section called actual plays. And in there, you're going to find like all the actual plays of that that people, uh, of people that have played the game. For example, like, um, three of them that are like really some of my favorites um the one shot network played like a four or five episode miniseries for their 500th episode anniversary wow uh so yeah truly totally an honor so they played Stoneburner for like four episodes and it was like so funny um there's also one by errant adventures mm-hmm. uh which is like a solo play actual play which is very very cool and uh what's another one I think I may be uh, I think I'm mixing up some other of my games huh, but it's all good. Yeah. But, but yeah like most
0: but people can go to your website and find that? Yeah. And what what is that?
1: So that would be so for Stoneburner it would be com or otherwise just like the main website would be faryrpgs.com and like there there will be links to my all my uh, other games from there.
0: Gotcha. Um, we missed the the Kickstarter, but how can people, uh, listeners in particular, support you and your game design adventures?
1: Uh, yeah, like if you're if you're if Stoneburner sounds like something you'd like to check out, we're still taking pre orders on BackerKit. So just just go on the website, and there's a big button that will take you to BackerKit where you can either check out the PDF, you can like add the PDF to your cart, or you can by the full game we also have like a, we're work, working with Jody's dice farm which is a, she's a dice artisan based in the UK and she's making like fantastic dice and she's making like a set for stone burner that's made of monite. it's like a a rock style of of uh, mm-hmm. material so she's making dice for uh, for the for us so um so so yeah like if you want to check out for, for stone burner that would be the place and uh, if you want to know more about the system, I actually like just two days ago I released a free pre- a free prequel to mm-hmm. stone burner called Tales of the Burned Stones. It's uh, also you can find it on my website and like it's like a 70 plus pages PDF, fully laid out entirely free open license. so if, if you don't want to pay, just just go out there and like check out this free game because uh, <clears throat> I was so surprised by the like how the community, believed in our project i was like i need to give more more than just delivering the project on time but i was like i need to give more to the community they, nice. they've trusted us so i was like i want to make something for them so this is this is a gift
0: and i started reading that um earlier this week and i have to say it's very well written and beautiful so i can co-sign on that that's very kind how can uh, people become part of your community like, uh, um, are there discords? Uh, are there places you hang around on the internet?
1: Well, like, there's like the whole Twitter exodus happening right now. But I'm uh, at r p d e s h a i e s on Twitter, or you can find Fire RPGs. There's a link to Fire RPGs to my main account from there. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter, and the same handle is on Treads. Blue Sky, like all, all the other alternatives, Mastodon, Dice Camp, whatever. So I'm RP D D S D E S H A I E S everywhere. Um, but apart from that, we do have a Discord. We're like a, more than like a thousand members now in the Fari wow. community Discord. Um, so Farirpgs.com slash Discord will take you right into our uh, into our community.
0: There we go. Thank you so much for your time, RP. Um, I'm constantly amazed at like your ability to put out games and uh i I look forward to gaming with you one day soon
1: yeah i'd love it and thank you so much for having me
2: thanks for listening to the rpg academy podcast we do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors welcoming more people into this community all of our website content will always be free to use and utilize but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or drive DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first. And then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash Academy. Or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show, because honestly, that's enough. Thanks, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time.